This is Jake from Overgrow, and you're listening to my chapter of As the Story Grows. Welcome to the next chapter of As the Story Grows. I'm Brian Patton. This week, we welcome Overgrow frontman Jake Cicitelli to the podcast. I hope I didn't botch your last name too badly, Jake. Overgrow has a new EP coming out on December 4th via Common Ground Collective called Hear Your Voice Again. This was a super fun conversation about songwriting and creativity in the time of COVID. We chat about Jake's early hardcore influences, spending his early 20s touring with Everyone Leaves, and Overgrow's musical evolution. This was one of my favorite recent chats, and breaking through the algorithm seems to get harder every day. If you enjoy this chat, please share it with your friends. It's the best way to spread the word and talk about something you enjoy. And that's what social media is for anyway, yeah? Getting to share what we love. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's conversation as much as I did with Jake from Overgrow. I spend my days wasting This is the the first interview for this uh, this release, so that's exciting. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Brittany's been awesome about hooking me up with all the exciting artists happening over there at Common Ground. So, oh yeah, excited to chat. They they've had a stupid busy twenty twenty. Like they've signed yeah. so many bands. I feel like the roster like double. I can't keep up. I feel like there's bands on the label that I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> at all and yeah. that uh I, man, I like i feel like i've been touring for like i mean well in a, <laughs> in a band that's active for like seven six or seven years and it's just the find it hearing new names is always weird now <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so where are you located man i'm in columbus ohio columbus ohio is that where you're from originally yeah um band the well project may be seeing a bit of a relocation soon but as of as of right now it's it's columbus ohio so gotcha where's where's that re- relocation taking you um so my girlfriend lives outside of like like outside of chicago oh. and since i'm the only like it was one of those situations where like everything in life was kind of like pushing me towards chicago so um as soon as the pandemic's over and it makes sense to <laughs> to move i'll be out there but until, until then i'm hanging out here nothing nothing wrong with nothing wrong with columbus at all yeah my brother uh i guess it's been a few years but he lives in dayton now so uh, that's not that that's not that far yeah it's like an hour hour and a half depending on where at. yeah yeah what was growing up like for you um i mean it was it was weird i uh 
you know, my, my parents divorced when I was fairly young and it was a lot of back and forth, uh, through like different parts of, of Ohio. I mean, not Ohio, but of like the greater Columbus area. Yeah. Um, moved a few times. Um, it was, it was, but like, I mean, more or less, I mean, I feel like I had a pretty, pretty normal, (laughs) normal time growing up. Uh, definitely, uh, being like when I was, when I got into music, like really, really got into music, it was like, um, more like, like hardcore and, and stuff like that. So I, uh, growing up in, in Westerville, which is the suburb that I have kind of like stayed in for the most part. It's like where like attack attacks from and all that. Oh yeah. Like this, the more like scene part of, of that world of like the, like the more metalcore world was. And, you know, like listening to like, so it was weird because like you would think that like those kids would be really accepting of the like you listen to you listen to hardcore, but like <laughs> there was like no one at my school in middle school that did. But like I don't know, high school was definitely a lot better. I feel like it's pretty normal for yeah yeah. What, what were the bands that got you into uh, hardcore and got you into music like that stuck with you the most? It's funny because I. I I definitely, that was more the world that I was, more world of music that I was listening to. It was mostly like uh, like old face down bands and old victory okay. bands <laughs> um, when I was in middle school. Nice. Um, so like uh, Call to Preserve was a, was a big one for me in, in middle school because my parents would let me listen to heavier music if it was like Christian. <laughs> uh, so like, that, uh, that was a thing. Um, but like the bands that like really like looking back on it, like really influenced me in, in like gravitating towards music. Like, uh, Jimmy world was the first band that I ever like distinctly remember a song by where I was like, I like this because I heard this, not because my parents showed this to me. Like I heard the middle on the radio and was like, this is it. Um, That's awesome. and like, I don't know what it was like 10 years, 10 15 years after that song came out, I like sat down one day and I was like, I should like really listen to this band. And <laughs> they're, they're my favorite band, like point, point blank, which is really funny. Cause I don't really listen to like any like pop punk stuff <laughs> for the most part, sure. but um, they're hands down my, my favorite. Band. <laughs> uh, but yeah, cool. that, that was like the, I don't know. It was like, that early 2000s pop punk, so like them and, and Yellow Card was another big one for me, Taking Back Sunday. Um, and then just like a bunch of hardcore bands that nobody gave a shit about then and nobody gives a shit about now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Even Giant man. was a big one for me back then because of the whole Christian thing. And that uh, Those guys slayed live, man. Oh, they were so good. They were so good. I, I'm <laughs> very familiar with the face down scene and oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. All, the, all those bands, man. I mean, maybe not those bands of like older bands of older in the scene, but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Sleeping Giant Slate. That's cool. Was there a point there where you uh, started to learn to play an instrument or uh, guitar or sing? Um, well, I mean, I've, I'm, it's weird. I've been like, I was one of those people that like the second I could make sounds, I was doing it. <laughs> like I, I remember when I was like three or four, I would like, like 
and mind you, I, these are like hazy memories because I was like three or four. But yeah. I would like take like bowls, like plastic bowls and like drum on them along to like Backstreet Boy songs for my family <laughs> as like a, like a, like a concert. Um, I, I mean, I was, I've, I can't remember a time where I didn't sing or at least try to, I wasn't any good till I was, I still don't really know how that I'm really all that good at it, but, <laughs> um, and I mean, I wasn't any good at all until like high school, but, yeah. um, I don't know. Guitar, guitar is another one like that where it's like my dad bought me an acoustic guitar when I was like six and like, I didn't know how to play it at all. Um, like I would, I would just kind of bang on it and make noise. Yeah. But then when I was, I don't know, I think 11 or 12, I, for whatever reason, just decided to, to go for it. And like one of my, one of my friends that, um, that I went to school with, like wrote down on a piece of paper, like, this is how you play smoke, the riff to smoke on the water <laughs> and the riff to, uh, what song is it? Iron Man or yes, something like that. Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I remember like I got those down and I was, after that, it was, that was it. And I That's just awesome. figured it out. <laughs> when did you start playing in bands? Um, I started playing, like putting bands together with friends and writing songs, but not playing shows in middle school. Um, I played my first show, I think my junior year of high school in this like shitty metalcore band that it's funny. <laughs> one of my, one of my friends, uh, one of my friends like unironically loves it. And we yeah. like Annie P not on streaming services. And every <laughs> once in a while, they'll just like text me about it. It's really funny. Like I haven't played any of those songs like six or seven years. Or I haven't <laughs> thought about it. Yeah. And, and they'll like, they'll like text this one person will text me about it. Like this reminds me I'm like, you're the only person that <laughs> ever cared. And the only, definitely the only person that still cares. <laughs> That's, um, I started touring when I was 19. So, oh, wow. So six years ago. Oh, wow. Um, which was uh, definitely interesting. Like, I, I went to college for a semester. I took a semester off, went to college for a semester, um, had, had uh, gotten a pretty weird car accident, and um, decided to take a semester off. And then got an offer to be in a, in a band that was touring. And I was yeah. like, I mean, I didn't really want to go to school that bad anyway. Uh, I, uh, I uh, was just like, yeah, I didn't really see the point in going to school for like a general degree and instead of like touring all the time and losing every tiny bit of money that I ever, ever had for years. <laughs> yeah. Was that any band of note that you were touring with or? Um, I was in a band. I was in an, it's another band from like this side of like the, I guess you would say like DIY scene. I was in a band called Everyone Leaves. I can't believe I'll never see you again. I only wish I had a chance to say goodbye. More than a few short moments where the stairs in the space. a little over four years. Um, and, uh, I, I learned an awful lot about that, uh, about everything through that. Yeah. yeah. The great and terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That EP, uh, 
That EP was <laughs> so it's so weird for me specifically uh, because it. Uh, I joined the band like a week before studio dates. Oh man! And I joined as a third guitar player in a band that wrote just wrote a record with two guitar parts. And I was like, okay, I'll just double, and I, I won't. I won't track. I'll learn these songs later. If you want me to sing anything, I'll sing. That's fine. And uh, our our vocalist was like, no, we want a third guitar player to play third guitar. And I was like, <laughs> oh. So I wrote I wrote all of my parts to that record. I swear to God, in like a week, and most of them are the most useless. <laughs> songs could go on without me, and everything would be totally fine. Just basic uh, background. Oh yeah, it's like single note, just like. <laughs> Like single note stuff that's like not a lead, like an actual lead. Yeah. Um, I that, but the the rest of the rest of the time I was in that band, I actually had a pretty big hand in in the songwriting. Um, so it was it was a it was a fun time. I, I like this more. Um, I think that that band had too many cooks in the kitchen sometimes. Yeah. And. Um, uh, but like the idea of like three guitars and like these like really expansive instrumentals, definitely. I mean, that it was a huge influence on it for sure. Yeah. On like what I'm doing now, I, I think now it's a little bit, a little more cohesive, because um, because like, I'm not obviously not fighting for the spotlight with myself. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there was there's maybe a little bit of that at times, um, with that band, but yeah, that's. That was my uh, my introduction to the touring world, and I'm like, God, like we did, I think twelve tours or something wow. like that with in like <laughs> three years. That's uh, it was crazy, or thirteen or something. Yeah, it yeah. was. And and when we weren't touring, it was like every other weekend we were playing something. Mm. And it was yeah, hard to keep a job. We were all like kind of like cutting our teeth on it, but <laughs> I mean, it's it's interesting because uh, when the band broke up. It was just me, our bassist Aubrey, and our vocalist Jake. And Jake actually um, is like a booking assistant for like some really, like a really big booking agent in our world. And um, Aubrey's in Save Face and um, like Jetty Bones part time. Oh, nice. Um, and I'm I'm doing this. So like we all like very much went our our separate ways, but. And like live in different states, and Jacob's in California now. So, um, but like every once in a while, we'll, we'll all hit each other up. I feel like we all hear each other. Like Aubrey and I hear each other's music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before it's out all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no better time to like just tour and be broke than when you're nineteen, twenty, and just like yeah. do it. Well, that was that was the thing. Like Arby, Arby was eighteen, and I was nineteen when we started actively touring yeah, and like, like Jacob uh, and like a couple older members that aren't, weren't in the picture for much longer than that, uh, than like that first year um, were, or were older, but Arby and I, like, that's like, we went to school and then we did this. Like, that's all we really, all we really ever knew. Um, I think like maybe like for like Jacob who like has a degree and yeah. like, went through college and, and did all that. Like, I mean, I can't like speak to their experience and I wouldn't try uh, with, with quarantine and I wouldn't try to, but like, I would imagine that like this year has been really weird for probably weirder for Arby and I. Yeah. Because especially them, like they're, they're on the road constantly. 
and and like I was I was feeling like Overgrow wasn't touring enough for a while on like honestly like we and and Overgrow is like it's like three or four tours a year like it's yeah and it, and when I'm not touring I'm writing like it's there's no breaks for the most part and um and it's just like this is the longest I've been without playing a show and since I think I think since I was like 16 years old wow yeah so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it really, uh, it really took the music industry and, and smacked it around. <laughs> well, that's a, that's the thing that's funny is like I'm interested to see what comes out of this because I like for myself like I the CP that's coming out here, Voice Again. I record. We were in the middle of recording it when everything went on lockdown. Yeah, I think we we had like seven more studio dates left to finish the record. I had done like a, a couple, like I'd hang over me. And then there were a couple songs that, um, I'd done, I'd done earlier. Um, or like just over time. Cause my, the guy that I record with for everything, um, his name's Will. And he, he, um, actually lives like 20 minutes away from me. Yeah. So a lot of times I'll just like, it'll be this thing where it's like, I have an idea. I don't know what this is going towards, but we're just going to record this thing. Uh, when are you free? And he'll be like, I have like, two days in three weeks or something like that. Like that's me. And, and just like go. So there was, there was some things like that already for the record, but um, we had like seven days left that like, I was like, this is my deadline. I don't like that. The record's not done. So like, we're, these are the, it will be done on this day. And we had like two day, two or three days left in the studio. And, um, <laughs> and uh, sorry. And, um, we uh, all like looked at our phones and I think it was the day hangover me came out too, which was just like how the world has to work all the time. Yeah. Like all of, all of the 300 and today, this year was a leap year, right? Yeah. So we even had the extra day this year. Extra day. Yeah. And of and like the odds of it being like release day that the world like has a pandemic for the first time in a hundred years. Right. Uh, was it, like the weirdest thing and like i didn't care nobody cared about, like obviously because there's much bigger shit to worry about at that moment in time but like i remember we were like okay and like i i don't drink or sm- smoke or anything but um our, our producer and my girlfriend also does like photography for for overgrow and and actually does quite a bit behind the scenes but um she was in the studio because the label wanted wanted pictures from there. So the three of us went to go get tacos and the two of them just got absolutely shit faced. Oh no. It was like, like we don't know if there's ever going to be a chance that we can do this again. Right. Um, so that day at the studio was definitely like, I think after that, like that was lunch and we ended at, at six. And I think we probably tracked like of the rest of a verse. <laughs> <laughs> that day um but yeah we we wound up um like all the lockdowns and everything started getting announced and, and yeah everything. um why Ohio we were, was pretty early in that so. yeah Ohio was super early for for the u.s which um i, I mean i was very excited about honestly like yeah. our, our numbers were really good for a second there and then <laughs> the, the rest of our governor was trying in his defense, not a hugest fan of him as a whole, but in that regard, he was, he was really trying, but the rest of our, uh, the rest of our government was like, 
God, God made you with a, with a face so people could see it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we got yeah, some weird, weird shit started happening. And yeah. Apparently a hot spot. I don't know. I stay in my house. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Philly was good. It's like things get good. And then people, anyway, we don't need yeah. to get into all that shit. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> we go on forever about how terrible it is. Uh, so after uh, everyone leaves, that's when you started uh, Overgrow? Yeah. I mean, Overgrow had been a, so one of the, one of the things that I like, kind of like started banging my head against the wall for, I mean, to put it bluntly, with everyone leaves was that like that was a band that i didn't create the sound for that was a band that wasn't my band yeah um that i was writing for and and because of that there were a lot of ideas that i had especially earlier on that were just shot down because they didn't work i was like but these are great songs like i love these songs so i started overgrow as like a like a solo thing that I pretty much had the whole time I was in Everyone Leaves, but it wasn't ever serious. There was no recordings. There was, I mean, I like tried a couple times, but they, I think only one of them ever came out and I took it down. Like it was um, very much like I would open up my friends' shows and play these songs that weren't Everyone Leaves songs under the name Overgrow. Yeah. It was by myself. Um, and then the end of 2017 was just like 2017 it, in my firm in my life was way worse than 2020 ever could be. And it ended, it, it started with like one, uh, lost a, lost a friend in a, or a, like, a, like a coworker that I was, I was friends with in a pretty gruesome, horrific way. Like that was like how I started my year mm. and I ended the year with like, my dad passed and the band broke up and the band, but like I said, like the band was all I, all I'd known. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, what do I do now? (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I wound up, I wound up writing what would become the house you made. I've been spending my time reminiscing And it's keeping me awake at night And every aching moment keeps me thinking Did my wrongs outweigh the things that I got right? Like I, it was never like a thing where I was like, this is, I'm going to make this record and I have this goal. It was like, no, I just wound up having these songs and um, went and recorded them and put them out. And I was like, maybe someone will care. Maybe someone will give a shit. 
Um, so like to me, that was that decision in like late 2017 of like, I have one, I know I have one more tour with, with the band that I've spent the years where everyone in the industry for the most part is like looking for you. Because I mean, I feel like 18 to 22 is like the, you're popping now. And I was, I was like just turned 22 and (laughs) oh, well now I'm starting over again. Yeah. Um, and I, I had this, had this record, um, and I was like, well, we'll record it. We'll see what happens. And I was like, I needed to make it just for me. And in some of the songs I was like, originally it was going to be a solo record. And I started demoing it out. And I was like, these are full band songs. These are songs that are, these are loud. And I still yeah. to this day, like besides one song off the new EP and I think two off the one before off the name we share that is still the loudest release I've ever made, which, yeah. So it, uh, I was like, these songs are loud. These songs are like very in your face. And so I was like, but I'm not going to play them that way. Like, it's never going to, I'm not going to like, there, I don't want to have a band. I don't have to buy a van. I don't want to do any of those things. Like I'm going to buy merch. I'm going to play solo. And, and hopefully no one thinks it's too weird. Did like a weekender that way. And then the release show, I was like, well, it wouldn't it be cool if I like, got some friends to play with me like once just to like play the songs they are there on the record. And I remember like walking off that night and I was like, that was sick. <laughs> like we're, I don't care how much of a headache this is. That is, that's what this that's is. That's how we're going to do it. Yeah. And like to me, so to me, like in all honesty, like the moment that the house you made was done and like sent off to get mixed and mastered and, and, like early 2018 was like really when I think this started. Uh, so the, the long short of it, um, regardless of whether or not the name was around and I was playing shows, like it, they, it was a very, very different thing. Like I was playing super flashy, newly like emo twinkly riffs and, and just like shredding and singing by myself yeah. on stage, like, and, and about ex-girlfriends that didn't deserve to have songs. Written about them. <laughs> um, it's always the case. Like, like yeah um didn't didn't yeah and i'm glad those songs don't exist on the internet because people grow (laughs) yeah um but uh yeah so it's a it's a very like literal only um there's two songs off the first ep that existed in those days uh both of them got a pretty heavy facelift um but um for the most part it's it was like Oh, like a, like I flipped the switch and this was now the focus and it was a band and it was all, all of this. That's awesome. How'd you get connected with common ground? Uh, they reached out. I have, I honestly have no idea. Okay. Um, <laughs> awesome. The, the, the extent of it that I do know so the house you made had been out for like two months and like, I don't know how, how in the fuck they found me because on it, like it was, I had like 200, like, I don't even think I had 200 monthly listeners on Spotify. I hadn't gone on tour yet. I did like a weekend acoustic weekend run. Um, and like all of a sudden I'm like driving, driving home from work. And I like, I'm about to get in my car and I look at my email and there's this email from common ground records. Cause at the time they're common ground records. Yeah. And, and I was like, I feel like this is a scam. Like, I feel <laughs> like this is, I feel like this isn't 
like this can't be a real label reaching out to me right now. There's no, like, why would they? Right. Yeah. Um, and it turned out that like, I looked at their roster and they had, and like, honestly, like them having glacier veins was all I needed to see because I met them on the last everyone leaves tour. And like, it was like, Oh, like I know these people like yeah. if they're on here. I mean, I'm sure that's it, that it's worth checking out. And, um, Apparently it was, I got my Jacob from everyone leaves was booking a tour for used to book for this band common weather that I love dearly. And a couple of them play with overgrow from time to time. Um, and Jacob was booking for them and booked this tour. and was like, I can't find anyone to open it. Do you just want to do it? And I was like, I mean, I, I won't say nor no to you booking me a tour. Like that's yeah. And th I mean, this was before I had, um, before I had an agent and, and anything. Um, and apparently they found me because they knew common weather who was that like at uh, that time was also a tiny little band. Yeah. Those people are just so plugged in. It's stupid in, in ways that I, I don't understand. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, they were like, what do you have next? And, like what's going on. And I was like, well, I'm already on the next thing. Like, um, the, on the, like I had the idea for the name we share after playing the release show for the house you made, like literally that same night. Wow. Um, had this, like this, like idea of like, I hate that people have already started saying that this is a record for and about my dad because it's not, um, there's a couple songs on there that are, but it, it's not what it is. Uh, like the couple outlets I had managed to scrounge together for myself. Um, not, well, it sounds like I was ungrateful. I'm very grateful for what we got. We actually got some pretty cool stuff, but I like worked my ass off and got a couple, couple outlets to cover this, the singles the first time around. And, um, and like, it was like the one recurring thing was like this records for his dad. And I was like, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, like, I remember like it really bothered me. Cause like those, that wouldn't be how I would have done it. Yeah. So I was like, like that night I was like, I had the title for the record. I didn't have a single song written and I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to write this one long continuous piece of music. And it's going to be called the name we share. And it's actually going to be a record for it about my dad. Um, and just did it. So I had, I had 1289 tracked. And was actually planning on putting that out as a, like a standalone single. And um, so I, I, I was like already in mixing for it. And I sent them it and I was like, this is, this is the song. I have a new song. And they were like, already? They were like, we were thinking about re-releasing the thing you just did. <laughs> and at first I was like, I like stomped my feet and I was like, no, nah, like, I don't want to do that. Like that, I don't, want to, I, to me, it felt like a, like, like in the back of my head, I was like, this is a waste of time. I don't think this is the right thing to do. And then I was like, you know what? These people do this. Yeah. And maybe my own ego's in the way a little bit. And I was like, let, and I was like, okay, compromise. We can re-release it, but can I still put out EP two in the spring of next year? And they're like, yeah, we don't fucking care. We just want to, I was like, okay, cool. We'll do that. I, that no harm, no foul. Um, so we did that. And, and like, I remember like 
landed some crazy playlist uh, when we announced the house you made. And like, I've never in my life had that many people listening to anything I made. And I was like, okay, they were right. Gotcha. They, uh, it was a good EP. So <laughs> I thank you. I, um, I, I'm really interested to see how people that like really like that EP feel about the one that's going to come out. The one that's like on its way. Yeah. Now. Um, because like with the name we share, it's not like a, it's not a 90 degree turn at all. It's like very much like this is where it was going. But, um, if you take that out, which I feel like there's, there, when the name we share was out, we hardly like immediately hardly touched the house you made live ever anymore. It was like, no rain got played the last time, like release week at Bloodfest. Um, and then we played, um, we played 50, 51 hung around for a bit. It was like 51 in the house you made. And then uh, I recorded hang over me and got impatient and was like, we're just going to play this fucking song. Cause it's sick. And, um, <laughs> and so we started playing hang over me like, six months before it came out. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was just like the house you made went away really fast. And and there were definitely like a group of people at that would like the, not, not, I don't mean this to say like, I, like we have a ton of people like coming out directly for overgrow because I'm very thankful of people for the people that do, but it's like this project has, uh, isn't, popping like that where there's like there's what i I found that's really cool is there's 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 like a few diehards that like really love it um which gives me a lot of hope for it yeah um but yeah no so like there were people that were like why don't you play this song and my excuse was always well the the band doesn't know it because they didn't because it's like a rotating group of people and I was like, well, fuck, if people keep asking. And then I started playing, like, if, if that happened, I would play that song by myself after the set was over. And, and I remember, like, that was kind of one of the things I got hung up on the most with this, with this, writing this record was, like, I was like, I don't want to alienate those, like, people that like the house you made. But then I, like, sat down, then I started writing it, and I was like, and like I stopped kind of like getting in my own way. And I was like, I'm just going to make the record I want to listen to. And I frankly don't really like the sound of, of that record as much as what's going on now. And I was like, I'm just going to make shit and do what we did the first time and not have this like massive plan. Um, and, and I like, I, and so proud of what, what, what Will and I were able to make in the studio. Um, but um, it is, it is a bit different. I mean, I think broken things is definitely the left turn of the record. There's, there's songs that are more what you expect, but like, I'm not screaming on it at all. Yeah. I'm I, there's like a song where I sing high out of seven. <laughs> um, and, and, I'm just, it's a lot more like comfort zone for me and like what I like listening to. Um, and yeah, the house you made, the house you made is, 
I keep going back and forth because I'm so proud of this record, but there's a part of me that doesn't ever want to leave the so- at least the song, The House You Made, and just let it exist on the record and just like leave it be. So we'll, I mean, we'll see what, what happens, but. Yeah, The House You Made is definitely like this angsty, aggressive. Yeah, it's loud. Record, like it's it's loud. And yeah, Broken Things is such like this great, pop rock like song like it's it's super rad i was so scared (laughs) um i was so scared like and it was one of these like i remember the demo for that song and i i um all of the samples we added in the studio that was those are almost i would say like 90 to 95 percent will um those samples are are his like real real big yeah. contribution um as a producer um so i had but i had i had this demo and it was it was this like song that like it felt happy <laughs> i was like what do i do with this and i remember driving around like listening to the demos um because like, there was this weird point with with hear your voice again where i had like three or four instrumentals with no vocals which usually my brain doesn't work like that like usually i need to f- finish a song before I can move on to the next thing. And it's like, uh, there's a song called say nothing, uh, and broken things specifically happened at the same time. And neither of them had vocals. Um, and I remember driving around listening to demos and like, I was just like, I had this moment of like, this is either going to be the best thing I've ever done. And people are going to freak out or this is going to be the biggest mistake I've ever made. <laughs> like there's no, there's no between. And, and I remember like, it was the only song in the studio where Will, Will and his initial reaction was like, this is a, this is a cool song. Like, you know, like how, like when your friend's trying to like, not like let you down easy about like a thing that like, yeah. you really like. <laughs> he was like, it's cool. I just like, it's not really doing as much. <laughs> And, and like, we left the studio that day and he was like, he had like come around to it a little bit, but I remember like that initial reaction and I was like, oh, all right. And in my head, it was like, okay, well, we're going to single say nothing and put the record out like two weeks later. And I was like, I hadn't talked to the label. They had no idea that was what I wanted to do and (laughs) still don't. But I was like, we're just going to single say nothing. And maybe there's the first song on the record we played a couple times. Uh, It's a song called New Light. It's like the only song on the record that kind of sounds like old overgrow. Yeah. Like really. Um, and we, we played that one, um, with when on the shows of Bill Murray, uh, this year. And, um, I was like, oh, those are, those are the singles. If, if it's not, if, if we're just going to bury broken things in the track list because I love it, but, uh, I don't think anyone else really feels that way. And I sent, I sent the record to some friends and, and it was like, no, like it was a weird time to be sending your record around to your friends. And I didn't <laughs> think about that. Um, and I took it super personally that no one was responding to me. And I was like, they hate it. This is it. I'm done. Um, and then the label hit me back and was like, broken things is the song. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then there was like this month where, um, 
Will Will had been super busy with studio stuff, but we kind of waited a little bit on getting mixes back. Usually, he's like the fastest person I've ever met at turning a mix around. But um, he had a bunch of clients, and I wound up getting like a first mix back for the record, like a month, a month and a half later. And I remember just like sitting down and listening to it, and I'm like, "Broken Things" is the song for sure. And um, and it yeah, ever since it was it was that it's it's such a weird. I feel like it's the closest I'll ever get to writing a pop song. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Cause I would have never thought I would have ever written that song. Um, you don't think hang over me is a pop song. Let me Okay. Hangover Me is like really dark in my, in my head. Like it's this, it's a little like flow, like there's a lot of air in it. It's very like, but especially like playing that song live, that low end is beefy. Sure. In that song. And, sure. and it's, especially that like last section is like one of the heaviest parts of the set. And um, I don't know. I don't, I mean, it's closer. Those are definitely the two, like the two like that on the record. And, and Spotify I, plays them back to back and you're like, yeah, it's the same band. Like it's yeah. not like this drastic change. So well, the thing, the thing that I'm really stoked on is I got really anxious about like literally like this last weekend about like people are going to hate this thing. It's so different. And like, like broken things came out and I was like, I just for my own sanity need to listen to everything I've done in order and try to be objective. And I listened to the first two EPs and then this one, and it, it makes sense. Like these two songs are definitely the wild cards. Oh, there's a song called spin. That's like actually like an acoustic love song. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably the wild card um, on the record, but the rest of it, I feel like is very like, yeah, this is where this is going. Or, and like in the case of new light, it's like, there's some samples, uh, it's beyond that it could have fit on either of the two before it. Um, and yeah, I mean, like it was just one of those moments where I was like, Oh, okay, well I'm definitely just psyching myself out about this thing. And it's because I love it. Like, it, yeah. like it, it's the, I don't know. I don't think I've ever actually genuinely liked an album. I've been a part of this much or liked the release. I've been a part of this much where like, I listen to this thing all the fucking time. Yeah. And I've never had that before. Um, with, with any, like everyone leaves my old shitty local bands or <laughs> the two overgrow EPs. Like I've never felt that way about something I've made before, except for this record. Um, so like, I really just want people to like it and hope that, hope that it, that no one's mad at broken things because the next, the next two singles are a little bit more like comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and I think, I, I think specifically the next one is going to be like a, like a, like a relief 
if anyone is feeling like he's making a pop album. I'm no. not. That's not <laughs> what happened. Um, it's just, I didn't want to write another miserable, like another album about just being sad. Yeah. I wanted to write an album about getting better. And I wanted to write an album about like, that like sounded like that. Yeah. And, and like, I didn't want to reuse the same chord progression that I used for most of the first two records. And um, yeah, I mean, it was just like a trying new things. And I, I mean, I wrote, I wrote this thing stupid fast. Yeah. It was like, there were, there were the new light spin and hangover me existed for a while. Um, and then I booked studio dates without having the other four songs written. Cause I was like, fuck it. I'm giving myself a deadline. Cause obviously I'm not, I'm just not working. And that's all <laughs> that it is. And then a month uh, where I'm like a month away from the first day in studio. I'm like, I should write some songs. And the other, the other four just kind of like happened. Um, and I, I still don't like the vocals at the end of say nothing. I wrote in Will's driveway the day we recorded it, the vocals for the whole title track I wrote, besides the first verse I wrote on the last day of studio. Oh, wow. Um, like this thing happened really, really, really fast. And um, it's, it's so weird because I, I usually come in overprepared. And I, feel like <laughs> I really didn't. Like I came in just prepared enough every time. And, um, and it, I think it, in a weird way, benefited from me not overthinking. <laughs> yeah, it, it gives you a fresh perspective, so it sounds newer to you and not something you've been sitting on forever. Yeah, and I didn't... The way I usually write, I demo the instrumental and then I'll write vocals, dr- like either like driving around in my car, just like scatting and humming some shit until some words pop out. Yeah. Um, or I'll like really sit down and just listen to that demo. And a lot of times I find myself getting like the whole like demoitis thing where it's like, oh, I love this demo. <laughs> I love how this demo sounds. And then, um, it was, it was just, it was weird because I didn't have that this time. Cause like the song hear your voice again, didn't exist oh, like at all a week before the stu- we went in the studio. So like there wasn't really time to get precious about anything. Yeah. Um, and it was just this, like, what this is going to be is what it's going to be. Which is, I, I haven't done that in the songs I've written since. And I hope to never <laughs> do that again, because it was one of the most stressful things I've ever done in my entire life. That's um, funny. It's one thing to operate, to give yourself a deadline way in the future and, and like, work gradually towards that deadline. Yeah. Uh, it's another thing to, like, wait until the last minute and go, well, I hope it went well. <laughs> like, cause I don't think I'm going to get this lucky again. Like I don't like, there's no way. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, thank God I had like an actual vision for this record set in stone before I had to write those last four songs. Cause I don't know that it would have happened. Yeah. Like if I, if I didn't know what this was going to be and was just like, ah, pull songs out of my ass. Like what, what am I going to write about? <laughs> Um, I don't think it would have happened. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't wait for people to hear it. It's like all I think about right now, which is 
I, I haven't felt that way about a release since I think I was like in high school. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's, it's, there are songs on it that I don't believe I wrote. <laughs> um, just don't. Um, and, and I think, I think people are going to like it. I hope people are going to like it. Um, yeah. I've not heard the whole record, but, uh, I think both singles are excellent and hear your voice again, December 4th on common ground. How are you uh, preparing for this release in, in COVID? There's no shows, no touring, but what's your thoughts for, for the release of this thing? Just get it out. Um, I'm not in a position where like we care about first week sales like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking about this release and, and what I'm doing in 2021 as, as what is the smartest way to navigate this shitty situation. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have, I already have two new songs that are done. Um, that we, we finished before the video for broken things came out. Oh man. <laughs> um, so right now I'm focused on writing, writing for 2021. I, I, I don't think there's going to be like a record in 2021 because I think the next record is a full length. I think that's going to come 2022. But my plan is to just make a bunch of songs and find creative ways to put them out. Um, so there will be stuff coming next year. Um, there will be songs, new songs coming next year. Um, but just kind of waiting for that, that full length until there's like an ideal time without like just wasting time in my, in my head. Um, so the EP, I really put my foot down. The label wanted to put it out in February. Um, and I was like, I, I can't stand the idea that there's a song on this record that will be a year and a half old by the time it comes out. Oh yeah. Um, and I was like, I, I've been tweeting on my personal like fucking crazy this whole year about this stupid album. (laughs) We got to get it to the people. (laughs) And I was like, and I don't want to be that guy. That's just like soon. And then it just doesn't happen. So I was like, I really want it to come out this year. Like really want it to. And we're like, well, we don't want to drop it around the election because it's going to be just any, any possible outcome of this election is a shit show. There's no, there's no situation where there's not something that we're all just like screaming about. Right. <laughs> um, so we were all like, okay, well, we want to avoid that. The hol- the Thanksgiving is, is usually just in general a time where we don't, you don't do anything and the holidays suck. <laughs> and I was like, ah, and they were like, how do you feel about December? And I was like, I've always heard that this you avoid december and january like the plague when it comes to releasing music but like it's 2020 fuck it right like there's no rules this year if y'all are comfortable with december let's do december like this i don't feel like this band's ever had like a or this project has ever had like a like a like a holy shit moment it's always been pretty pretty gradual and i was like i'm not so precious i'm not like so precious about the the thought of like blowing this record up because we already have new stuff coming like the record if we just give it to people and it exists eventually people will find it and love it and and i I firmly believe that like i this is like i said like i've never felt this way about a record before 
Um, yeah. So it was just like, I mean, worst case comes out in December and doesn't make people's year end lists. Like, because they'll be out already, right? Like Pitchfork yeah. is like mid-November, some stupid yeah. shit like that. Right so the, whole, the whole plan was let's get broken things out as fast as possible. Yeah, get it in people's ears, yeah. Um, and then two-month two month hype cycle on it. And, and hopefully people wait to form their opinions about the year and, and talk about it and pay attention to it. And like, and like at the end of the day, though, it, it doesn't really matter because I genuinely think that this is like, once it's out, it's out and, and people will like it when they like it. Yeah. Like they'll find it where I'm not, I have no plans of being like stopping doing anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I want to put out without giving too much of what I want to do next year <laughs> out there. I want to find a way to like build a community thing. Not, build like build like for like on like a very small scale like find a way to to make something that like kind of feels like a tour <laughs> um but isn't a show um, yeah and i want to i want to my goal is i want to have six songs out next year six new songs that aren't that are still new um the whole thought behind it is you only get one lp1 and if I can knock out these six new songs by the end of the year and get these six new songs tracked and we just sit on them and we put them out when it makes sense with the plans that we have in motion. Uh, let's do that. And then I have all of next year to make that record and there's no pressure. And it's like, I have this whole time to sit down and like cherry pick my best ideas yeah. instead of shit. We need a record. Um, so that's kind of where we're at a bit like, yeah, the, the two songs that hear your voice again is my favorite thing I've made to date. And then these two songs, I think in, in, for my own, they're weird, but for my own personal taste, I like them more. And, and uh, that's kind of like a really weird feeling that like you want your release that's coming out to be your favorite thing. And from what everyone's heard, this is my favorite thing. But it's not. It's now not my favorite thing that we've made that I have. Yeah. Um. So it's it's interesting, and I I I think that's kind of like part of the idea where why we were just like fuck it December like let's put it out in December was like worst case people view it as a 2019 record and don't really listen to it for that long, but then we can put songs out in a couple months. Yeah. And who cares? Yeah. And and they'll come around to the, the songs one way or another, and it's fine. Who cares? Like, there's no... In my mind, there's no reason to not be working on music right now in some way. Um, and there's, there's no reason to not... I mean, like, if you have the ability to do it, to just make shit this is the perfect time to make things and stock up on your catalog and just flood everything Yeah. when the time comes. Um, and yeah, and, and that's kind of like where, where my head's been at. Like I, I went through, definitely went through those like first few months of like, I'm not writing shit because I can't tour it 
I have a record. Uh, we're just sitting on it because we can't shoot a music video right now. Um, and, and we can't do anything. Like there's no, so like, why would I work? <laughs> and it was, right. and, and then like a few months went by and I was like, man, this is a really bad way of looking at the situation. <laughs> and, and it, like all before we knew it, it's August or, or coming up on August and we don't have music videos for this record besides hang over me. And we, we don't, I don't have anything for 2021, which for me, like I, I need that structure of like a long-term plan. Otherwise I, I won't do anything. Yeah. Um, so I had this moment of like, well, this sucks. Like this is not, obviously 2020 is not the year that any of us wanted, but like, I don't have to like, there's a lot of things where we're all victims of circumstance right now, but like the ability to create songs for me specifically, isn't one of those things. So like, let's make art who fucking cares. Yeah. Like let's make songs for people and, and hopefully, hopefully people find time to pause from everything and, and listen to something. Cause and if they choose that something to be what I have, then that's, I love that. But if, if like it's, this is, I don't want to let this project become like, kind of like fall prey to the, the, the idea of like, can't play a show, can't make music. Right. Um, which like, it hurts me to think that we can't play a release show for this, this record. Yeah. Up to, up to date, there's no overgrowth song that hasn't been played live in some way. Um, so, like, the fact that, like, there's a couple songs on this record that probably will never get played live now. Because, like, I personally don't see shows coming back until late next year, at the earliest. Yeah, at best, yeah. And, like, if... I mean, like, I think, I think, like, small, like, hundred cap, more like DIY shows will come back first because I think it'll be safe to happen first. It'll be like safer to dip our toes in with less than a hundred people than with like these big high cap rooms. Um, obviously, this all depends on a vaccine, and I, I, I'm not going to play anything until until I, it's not going to be a danger to the people coming to the show. Um, I want to, I want to, I've like toyed around with the idea of like live streams, but like also like that's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's, it's a thing that it costs a lot of money to do and the people that can do it and that do that right now, absolutely most props to them. But like, I personally I want to find a way to do it that's good, but also not going to completely break the bank because I would rather make more songs. Right. Um, and and just keep having stuff happen um, than make a live stream that people may or may not know exists because there's so much shit happening all the time right now. And the world is a fucking mess. And um, yeah, I just I just don't want to let the project fall victim to 2020 in the creative aspect. Like, I don't want to let like 
using as a creative outlet not happen this year because I can't play shows. Right, right. You just let it fall to the wayside and then yeah, it if, dies. If, that's the thing is like, I get it for bigger bands, like like and and artists that have like real, real real massive budgets on their on their and a lot riding on their records. I totally get waiting, um, to a degree. <laughs> um, but like, I don't really have that. Like. And, and because of that, like, I don't, I, I'm okay with taking a little bit of an L right now if it means that I can keep making things and keep giving people, like, a distraction from the bullshit that's happening um, and, and, and finding productive ways to spend my time. Um, because the, the the potential loss for me isn't as great yeah. in my current situation. So like, why not? And um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where, where my head's been at with, with COVID and with, with 2020 and 2021. And I fucking hope we get, we get a show next year. Yeah. For real. I, I want to be in a room with people. Thanks for listening to As the Story Grows. Our theme song was written and composed by the legendary Bob Nana. If you like what you hear, subscribe on iTunes and give the show a rating and review. If you'd like to support the show financially, click on the Patreon link at asthestorygrows.com. If you enjoyed this episode, share it on social media with your friends. Much appreciated, and thanks for listening. I never felt so young